This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Start building your website today at squarespace.com. Enter offer code REALSIMPLE at checkout to get 10% off. Adulthood Made Easy, a podcast from Real Simple Magazine that will not only help you navigate real life, but win at real life. I'm your host, Sam Zabel. Sometimes when I'm looking for topics for my show and I'm totally at a loss, I will literally type into Google things like, millennial life is hard, adulthood is hard, millennials doing cool things, and I'm always surprised about what came up. And this time I did a similar Google search and I'm so happy that what who I found was Sarah Anderson. She is a 23-year-old cartoonist and illustrator. She graduated from the Maryland Institute College of Art in 2014 and currently lives in Brooklyn. And she has a new book that just came out. It's a collection of her comics called Adulthood is a Myth. As a fellow 23-year-old, someone who also, also graduated college in 2014, I'm so excited to talk to Sarah today about her comics, which everyone will be able to relate to. To and why she thinks adulthood is a myth. So welcome, Sarah. Hi, thank you so much. Off air before this, we had a little mutual admiration fest, and I was telling her, I just obviously discovered you, you know, in the last two weeks, and I think that your comics are awesome. So what I'd love for you to tell our listeners is a little bit about your brand and kind of what Sarah's Scribbles has become and, you know, what your voice is as a comic. Sure. Um a big thing for me is being honest about who I am. Like, I've always kind of had trouble being like cool or like dealing with people or things that I think are like too cool or like too pretentious. So like, when I write this comic, it's this silly little character. And I'm like, really trying to tap into something that I believe is real and something that I believe everybody shares. Yeah, that's the point of Sarah Scribbles is to like tap into that more real um, aspect. And you definitely do. I mean, your comics cover everything from dating expectations versus reality, what you eat in a night for dinner, which I it seems similar to me. You have like a nice healthy dinner. And then <laughs> at 10 p.m. you have like a leftover piece of cake and half a pint of ice cream and some chips and salsa. And, and you're like, wow, I feel really gross. I wonder why. So yep. <laughs> I definitely think you're speaking really authentically. So did you always want to be a comic or you were more being an illustrator and kind of found this comedic voice? Well, I actually went to school for illustration and my goal was to be an illustrator, but the internet had this like really funny role in everything. And I always made these like silly comics. And when I started posting them, they got such a strong reception Mm -hmm. and it kind of like encouraged me to continue. And they sort of became like what I do now. Like, I'm not really an illustrator anymore. I'm more just a cartoonist, but I'm actually really happy with that identity. So, and they're similar anyways. I was just going to say, I mean, this might be a totally stupid question, but as someone who's not as immersed in that world, what, what is the difference between pursuing life as an illustrator versus pursuing life as a comic? Well, I would say an illustrator is a lot more about drawing skill I have a lot of friends that are illustrators and the work they do is so intricate and different. And the work I was doing in school, it's like, you know, you're illustrating books and magazine pieces and like 
it's more just like a focus on one piece and then cartooning it's like all drawing rules go out the window <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> so like I can draw but I choose not to draw well for the cartoon because the point is to make you laugh like right. I'm not trying to draw you know this beautifully rendered piece to touch your soul I'm just trying to draw something funny so it's more about storytelling I think and it's funny because your your book adulthood is a myth is a collection of comics obviously each comic stands on its own but I do agree there is a narrative there and I feel like the girl in these comics who I assume is sort of a personification of yourself I feel like I can relate to her and I want her to you know succeed and I can relate to her experiences and I laugh with her and sometimes laugh at her and I just it is interesting because there definitely is a narrative even though you might not think comics have you know a storyline behind them so I think Mm -hmm. the book is really cool but going back to you started drawing these comics when you were a sophomore in college why did you start then was there what did drawing these comics kind of fill what need did they fill for you when you were in college well, I actually had been drawing them for so long, but okay. I think the big difference was posting on the internet because that was kind of the time where like all my friends started using Tumblr mm-hmm. and Tumblr is so different from Facebook where like you can post any kind of art related content and it makes sense on that platform. Mm-hmm. So everybody as an illustration student was posting their artwork and I just posted my comics as well. Yeah, I guess just honestly, the internet reception is what changed it from being like, oh, I'm going to draw this comic in my sketchbook to a thing where it's like, okay, I'm going to draw a comic with an audience, like, or for an audience, and then I'm going to post it and try to be a cartoonist. And yeah, I think the internet makes such a difference today for people our age who want to you know, come up with a side business or build their own brand. I mean, was Instagram a big part of that when you were a sophomore? Is that something, because I was scrolling through Instagram earlier today and sending them to everyone I knew. Was that (laughs) a big part of what got you started or were you mainly just on Tumblr? I was mainly just on Tumblr. I actually just started posting my comics to Instagram, I think, this summer. Oh. And I I think because I thought, like, Instagram is like a platform for like hazy filtered pictures, but it's become a lot more like professional. And I think Instagram's become, or social media in general, not always, but people have started pushing for that authenticity that you were talking about. Like people want to see something they can relate to as well as something they can aspire to. And I definitely think you fill that need. Oh, thank you. (laughs) So (laughs) when you were doing, you were in college and you were kind of building this, this comedic voice and all these comics, I think something a lot of people I've heard struggle with, both my friends and listeners and and things like that, is how do you keep up the creative energy to maintain something like this outside of your, you know, daily responsibilities? Because these creative endeavors are really fun. These side hustles, these passion projects are really fun, but it takes a lot of work to build the brand. What was that like for you? I think that the big thing was getting into this mental state where it was like, I had to do it. And like, even if I didn't think the idea was that good, or I had to stay up until four to get the comic done, I like, had to post that Saturday, because I used to just post on Saturdays. Mm -hmm. And I'm not really sure, um, like where that kind of push comes from. But 
you just really have to get into this state where it's like, you don't have a choice. Like it's like an assignment for school. Like you have to get it done. Consistency is, I was just reading that somewhere about someone was talking about how to build this type of brand and consistency seems to be the first hurdle. You have to be visible every day or every same week at every time. Yeah. Because there's, there's this like big creative burst at the beginning of every project where you're like, Oh, this is going to be so great. And it's so much fun, but you know, keeping it up is an active effort and then it becomes fun again, but you do have to keep it up. When you graduated in 2014, so we graduated the same time. You guys oh. graduated in May. I graduated June mm-hmm. 2014. And then yes. the real world is there, and it's so scary. And you're like, well, what is my day going to look like now? How do I find a job? How do I support myself? And I took a more traditional career path, obviously, where I'm like in a nine-to-five job, and I signed a contract, <laughs> and I am told what to do every day, and that's me because I need some kind of structure. And mm-hmm. you took a totally different path from me. And how did you, I mean, on top of everything else we have to deal with when you graduate college and you're like, how do you bake chicken and how do you do your taxes? You kind of took this non-traditional path. And so, I mean, what did that look like the first month after you graduated college? Where did you, what did you do? Where did you go? Well, I went straight to Brooklyn because I kind of had some connections there, but it was a really strange time because I don't always do so well in structured environments. I never loved school and like, I was actually really happy to have like this flailing independence. But at the same time, structure is such a big issue. Like, just like I have the dumbest problems because I work at home. Like I need to make sure I wake up and then like (laughs) I eat lunch. I need to make sure that I'm being a person. Right. It's very weird, but it's a problem I enjoy having because I like to, you know, sit in my room and draw all day. And that's what I've wanted to do for a while. So I'm pretty lucky. So what is a typical, or maybe you don't have typical days, but what does a typical day look like for you? What, what have some days this week looked like for you? It varies greatly depending on the weekday because comic days are Wednesday and Saturday. So that means Tuesday and Friday, I'm busy the entire day trying to think of an idea. (laughs) So so what's a comic day? Is that just personal you posting something or is that like you're, is is a comic day something you have responsible for another publisher? I mean, technically I am responsible to my publisher now, but but a comic day would be like, I'm going to post the next day. So today I need to think of something funny and I need to draw it and schedule it ahead of time. Um, And those days I kind of look like a crazy person because like thinking of the idea takes me so long. Like it takes me the greater half of the day and I'll just like go get a coffee and walk around and like pace and go for a walk. And like, it looks like I'm not doing anything, but in my head I'm like working so hard to just try to think of something. And then hopefully by the evening, I'll have thought of something and I'll draw it. And then the other days I work on freelance stuff, usually. Like right now, I'm working on Invader Zim, which is really exciting. What is that? So you might remember it if we're the same age. Invader Zim was this cartoon that I think it was out around like the early 2000s. And it's an alien and he has this little robot called Gurr and he's like trying to take over the world but he's really bad at it (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember Um, it but I'm gonna look it up (laughs) um I'm working on the comic like they they canceled the show sadly 
but they have started the comic again, I think this summer. And I'm working as like a writer and a cartoonist for one of the issues, which is really exciting. You know, your your Sarah Scribbles comics are so autobiographical and so, I, I assume, true to who you are. Do you ever find it difficult to do freelance work because you have such a distinct and personal voice in your personal comics that like, do you ever find that you're doing illustrations for someone else and you're like, wow, this is pretty much just my Sarah comic, but <laughs> in alien form? <laughs> hmm. That's an interesting question, but... I actually was a creative writing minor and oh, cool. I didn't really write about myself, like especially towards the end. And I, I really love writing. So I think just any form of writing, I enjoy it so much that it doesn't necessarily have to be like this one viewpoint for me to try and do well. And I hope people like the other stuff when it comes out. Absolutely. I'm sure they will. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm sure it's great. So we talked about your typical day and that, you know, they all look different. You have to remember how to be a person, how to wake up, how to eat Mm -hmm. like a person. What's it like being your own boss and managing like your own finances, making sure that you have enough money to, you know, make rent that month? What is what does that look like? Do you ever find that you have to take up dog walking or something like that to kind of supplement your income? What is that? What is that part of your freelancing life look like? Well, freelancing is really interesting because sometimes I'll be really, really busy. And then sometimes I'll have so little to do that I'm, again, turning into a crazy person. But I don't know. It's a really interesting career. And I think, again, the internet has made it so much easier because, um, like, there's always kind of something to fall back on. Like, there's a lot of, like, small jobs you can do. Um, But I will be honest with you, when I graduated, I worked at a smoothie place for a while, but Mm -hmm. luckily my comics picked up enough that I was able to quit. If you're someone like Sarah, who's a creative and is trying to get your work out there, be it comics or writing or illustrations or video, you need a professional website to host all of that work. You need a place where people can go to find you for freelancing or where your mom can go to see all of your work. And the place that you're going to want to go to build that website is Squarespace. The site is so easy to use, their tools are completely intuitive, and you don't need to be a professional to build a site on Squarespace. You don't need to know how to code. The best part is you get a free domain name if you sign up for a year. So you want to start your free trial site today at squarespace.com. And when you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure you use the offer code REALSIMPLE to get 10% off your first purchase. So let's talk a little bit about your book, Adulthood is a Myth. First of all, where did that title come from? I love that title. I agree. (laughs) Where did it come from? (laughs) The original thought for the title was, oh, God, I'm an adult. And that was a line. (laughs) Also something I agree with. (laughs) (laughs) It was a line from one of the comics. But I felt like it was a little bit too, like, I don't know, like it sounded like a little bit too like panicky, like, oh, God, I don't know anything. Right. And then I made this one comic for the book where the character gets older and older and she's just kind of thinking about how like she never feels like she's old and she never feels like an adult. And then the line at the end is, I guess adulthood was a myth all along and she's like a grandma. (laughs) Yeah, I'm looking Um, at that one right now. It's great. She goes from age eight to age 85. 
and she's still eating ice cream and it's, yeah. it's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. But I just felt like that was kind of like where our original train of thought was. And I felt like it sounded better and kind of unified everything. Yeah. It's a little bit more calming. So it's like, it's not just you. There's no, there's nothing. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have hit these checkpoints. Yeah. You know, you don't have to have the 401k that you've dreamt of. It's just, you'll get there when you get there. Yeah. Everyone's faking it. Don't yeah. worry. That's the best <laughs> thing to hear is when someone else is, you're like, oh, you don't understand that either. And they're like, no, and you just feel great about yourself. Yeah. So wh what have you seen has like really resonated with people? Like are there certain topics that you've tackled or certain comics you've made that people, everything obviously hits a nerve, but something that's really just hit a bigger nerve and really united a bigger group of people than you're used to reaching? Comics that are about affection have always been the ones that are most popular online. And I'm not sure that that means they like resonate with everyone on the same level, but there's that one where I keep asking my boyfriend or the boyfriend character, mm -hmm. like if he likes me, I think it is. Yeah. And they also get older and the final panel is like two graves. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, are you sure you like me? And he's like, yeah. But I think I think that kind of tone, like I also have another one that's not in the book, but is online that's, um, I say, I'm ugly. And then like all my girlfriends come in and are like, you're a goddess. Yeah. <laughs> and I think people kind of like that tone. They like to see that in a comic and then they can share it with their friends. And that makes me happy, like that those have been the most popular ones. How often do, does something happen in your life where you have to stop everything and, you know, make a comic out of it? Like, how often do things literally translate exactly from your life verbatim to the panels of your comics? Oh, my gosh. I wish that happened to me more, actually. <laughs> it make it a little easier. <laughs> yeah, because I spend so much time, like, thinking about topics and, like, going from idea to idea. But I actually have one funny example. One of the comics that's only in the book it's the one about sinking, like where your the oh, two yeah. uteruses are talking to each other. There are a lot of uterus, uteri, uteruses <laughs> yeah. in your comics, and I love it. He, that uterus is a really devious organ, and yes. I really appreciate that she's been given a place in your comics. Oh. <laughs> but yes, the, the comic about syncing up like with a friend. Yeah, that one was like a bolt of lightning moment because one of my roommates came in and was like, ah, just got my period. And I was like, me too. And then that <laughs> comic like fell from the heavens. <laughs> but it doesn't happen often. I really wish it did. I wish my life, I was just like stumbling into comic ideas, but I really do have to like sit down and think about it. <laughs> what happens if you have a day where you're like, I cannot think of it? I mean, has there ever been a day where you're like, I might not be able to think of anything for tomorrow? Like you've hit a total creative roadblock? Yes. I mean, actually, that happens pretty often. But like we were talking about earlier, it's really that mindset that like, you have to do this. Like, I'm like, I want to be a cartoonist, I want to be good at this. And it's like, a lot of times, it'll be like, you know, the sun's going down, and I start panicking. But usually, once I've hit this like, true, like rock bottom moment, where it's like, I have nothing, I'm a failure as a cartoonist, it's over, something will like, pop up and I'll be like, oh, I can make a comic about that or how mm -hmm. I feel like a failure. You yeah. Know? 
There's always um, there's seems like there's always a even if it's not verbatim, there's always some inspiration in your in your day to day. Which yeah. is really nice. And in, living in New York, there's got to be plenty of stuff. You could probably do a whole series on, like, subway experiences. Yeah. So how did you get, like, how, I think something, there's so many people out there that would love to write a book or would love to get their artwork in a collection like this. How did this book come about? When I was still in college, I kind of signed on to Go Comics, which is an online syndication thing. And they've, they're like the web version of like the guys that syndicated Calvin and Hobbes. And it's Mm -hmm. all kind of under this like umbrella company that is Andrews McNeil. Mm -hmm. And I really wanted to be published by them. So signing on to be syndicated online was like a big step towards me, like connecting to be published by them. So they have been like in my sight for two, three years before they contacted me. So you always Um, wanted to put your comics into a book. Yes, absolutely. That's been the goal since day one. Um, That's so interesting because I wouldn't think of a book. Like if I think of comics, my first thing isn't like, oh, I want to go buy a book of comics. I I always think, I guess, of like the Sunday paper and reading them in the newspaper. Did you ever have aspirations for that to like be in the paper or you just really wanted a book? I really wanted a book. And I, I think it was because cartooning has changed so much. So I didn't really see myself in the classic like Sunday um, paper format but I felt like a book was like you've made it you know I feel like that's still like a book is still so important to me that it's like you know it was published and it's real and it's out in the world and it's not just sitting online Um, so that was definitely like the number one goal since day one Mm -hmm. Um, so I was really happy when they did reach out to me. And you had to make certain so this book is made up of some things that are just original for the book, some of your favorite that already existed. And did you have to arrange them like we talked about in some kind of narrative or did you just kind of pick 50 that you liked or what what was it like to arrange a comic book? Well, first I had to make sure that it made sense because some of the things do change over time, like really small, subtle things. Like she does have this very short falling in love process where, like, first they go on a date and, like, you know, he's not her boyfriend from the start. Yeah. So I had to make sure about that. And then seasons, I had to make sure the seasons, like, sort of corresponded. But other than that, they were pretty lenient. Like, Andrews McNeil was, like, put some really good ones in the front, some really good ones in the back, and then some really good ones in the middle. <laughs> That's a good <laughs> formula. Like, okay, I'll try. <laughs> That's a really good formula. That's a good formula for all books. Have a yeah. good beginning, a good middle, and a good end. Yeah. <laughs> That's really good advice. And something I always ask when we have someone on the show that kind of runs their own life and runs their own business is, you know, you're talking to a lot of listeners who I'm sure would love to turn their passion projects into their full-time jobs or would love to just start a passion project. So what is your best advice for being your own boss and kind of seeing these creative pursuits through to the end? Well, you have to... I think you have to understand what your goal is and what it's going to take to get there. And then, I mean, grit is so important. Like, I feel like I've heard so many TED Talks about how grit is better than raw talent. But I mean, that's really, I've found in my life has been the answer for everything is that you just have to keep, like, you have to carry on, you have to continue and you have to make stuff even when you don't feel like it. It really is just like this 
idea that you have to do it for yourself and, you know, it's important. So you should. And I don't know if that's great advice, but no, it is to keep, to keep doing it even when you don't want to, I think is really good advice. You can't slack. So they can, so people can find your book, Adulthood is a Myth on Amazon, but why don't you tell everyone where else they can find you and your comics on, on the internet? So the best place to find me is on my site, sarahcanderson.com. And I'm also on Twitter and Facebook and now Instagram. We will, you can find all of those links to Sarah's work in the show notes. And you can find her book, Adulthood is a Myth, on Amazon or wherever you're buying books online. So thank you so much, Sarah. I think you are so talented. And I hope that everyone gets as much joy out of your comics as I did. And I hope that your book finds lots of success. Oh, thank you so much. And thank you so much for having me. This podcast is awesome. <laughs> no, thank you for being here. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Adulthood Made Easy. If you have questions or topics you'd like me to tackle in the future, just tweet them to me at Sam Zabel and I'll add them to my list. I'd like to thank our editor, Tim Einenkel, and our engineer, Kristen Meinzer. And don't forget to grab a copy of the book that has all the answers, The Real Simple Guide to Real Life, which you could get wherever books are sold. I'm Sam Zabel, and I'll see you next time.